0: What's up, guys? It's your host Bobby Lynch. Before we get into the episode, I want to update you guys on the Try Vegan Plant Strength Performance Challenge link. The URL has changed since we recorded the episode, so the URL that you are going to want to go to is tryveganmealdelivery dot slash products slash plant strength challenge. Again, that is tryveganmealdelivery slash products. Forward slash plant strength challenge so make sure to go to that URL instead of the one that is given in the episode alright guys so now I want you all to sit back relax and enjoy
1: the show yeah that first week I pretty much finished up the business plan for a restaurant and then I went back to work for one more week and I realized. No one's going to give me a quarter of a million dollars to open up a restaurant that's vegan. And I don't even, I wouldn't even know where to put it because at the time, I mean, where
2: are the vegans? That's the question. You are listening to Plant Strength Radio. Each week, remarkable stories of plant based healing, mindfulness, fitness, nutrition, and activism. As told by those with the expressed desire to effect lasting change in our world, real people. Real experiences. Your host, Bobby Lynch.
0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to Plant Strength Radio. I'm your host, Bobby Lynch. And today on the show, we have Vince Gulino, who is the owner and founder of the tri vegan brand, trivegan.tv, which includes Try vegan meal prep. The tri Vegan food truck and Try Vegan clothing. He's also the host of the podcast "Catching Up with Vince," which is available on all podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Welcome, Vince.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course, man. I'm glad that we connected.
1: Yeah, it's quite an intro. I remember when I was just a uh, Try Vegan was a food truck. Now it's uh, all these things. It's growing.
0: Really, that's crazy. So, when when did you start Try Vegan?
1: Yes. Yeah, so. Um TriVegan was an idea that came to my head back in fall of 2014. And, uh, between, it was actually Halloween, 2014 and then between then and May of, uh, 2015, I just refined that idea into an actual plan, uh, which led me to quit my job. So, uh, yeah.
0: You just went all in, took a leap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because, um, to me there was no other way to do it you know i was working 6 days a week 9 hours a day there was no part time way for me to do this uh you know at the time no one was hiring me for a job i, I had actually been searching for a job for well over a year and um that was really uh i mean y- you see where i'm at now so you, i guess you see what i'm capable of um and i knew i was capable of these things so for me to not be able to get hired just for any job, you know, just like, you know, someone who's working in payroll and HR or I actually had an interview with Amazon, um, to become one of their managers. And, uh, I got rejected from that. So that was a really low point in my life when I was stuck at a job I hated and rejected by a place that I thought was like a shoe in to get a, to get a job. Cause, uh, I had been a manager at Walmart for two or three years, like an, like a salaried manager. And then I had been a manager at a supermarket by me called ShopRite for uh, two years. And I figured, wow, you know, who wouldn't want this as a manager of, you know, their place? And uh, so I was really, uh, that really upset me. And uh, God, I was, that was probably like three or four months before I thought of this idea for TriVegan. vegan. And uh, I mean, it was just more motivation for me to really see the thing through, because um, no one, no one was hiring me for anything. <laughs> Man,
0: that's tough. Yeah. So well, let well let's let's backtrack a little bit, so we can give everyone a little bit more background about yourself, kind of then, so that we can get a good lead up to you starting try vegan. So, what? Well, how long have you been vegan? First off.
1: Uh, I went vegan. I think it's so. I started experimenting with it. I think seven years ago in March, and um, I, I mentioned this to you before. You know, for the first like year, almost two years, you know, I wouldn't tell people I was vegan. I would just eat. A, I would eat a diet that didn't have any meat or dairy or eggs, and people would say, "Oh, so you're a vegan?" And I'm like, "No," because I didn't want to be like if I wanted some egg or if I wanted some meat, I wanted the option to do it. And I didn't want to, you know, pigeonhole myself and say, think to myself, oh, I'm a vegan, I can't eat it. So it was more of a choice. Um, So after those first few years, you know, I I might've had a few things here and there. Um, And then, you know, after that, pretty much stuck with it. Um, Yeah, but when when I, when I, relapsed, I guess you'd call it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't for like um nutrition sake. It was more for like uh like a, a, an addictive food sake. Like it wouldn't be like I craved like a, a nice steak or a filet mignon. It would be like I want a a a steak quesadilla from Taco Bell.
0: Really interesting. It's funny the cravings that we can get at times.
1: Yeah so what that what that uh what that showed me and I'm someone who's um I've uh God, like I used to smoke cigarettes. I used to have caffeine. Like I've been addicted to certain substances. Never anything too crazy, thank God. Um, but it it made me realize that to me, meat and cheese and all these things—they're more. It felt like more of an addiction than something we needed. Right. Uh, just the way it would like consume my thinking more so than like, you know, it was more than just a. It was it was it's more of an addiction, in my opinion. than than a body, a bodily need. Exactly. And I think what that stems from is how difficult it is to find in nature. You know, I mean, I could go on a whole tangent about that, but we we really don't have to. Um, So, yeah. uh, So that's how, so I went vegan because um, in college, I became lactose intolerant. You know, I was working out, I was doing the creatine, I was doing the muscle milk. That was big back then. Yeah. And um, every time I had muscle milk, my stomach would just go girdle, girdle, girdle. I'd have to run to the bathroom. Yeah. So I figured, you know, maybe it's the creatine, maybe it's the muscle milk. Until my roommates realized for me, they're like, dude, every time you have like dairy or a stromboli or a calzone, like you're going right to the bathroom. I I think, so the way I realized it, I'll never forget. We were at uh, a pizza place near my college. Uh And where I ordered a calzone or maybe a stromboli or something like that. And I was sitting there and I had a class to go to after I finished the calzone and I run right to the toilet and and I just, I'm in there for like, you know, however long it takes. And then I get out and I'm like, guys, I'm not going to class. They're like, when are you going to realize you're lactose intolerant? (laughs) I'm like, Oh, that's what's going on. So, uh, then I started taking those pills, lactate pills. Right. And, uh, you know, they were working until like, I realized like I was taking like two or three, uh, just to like, not have the effects of, you know, dairy intolerance. And then, you know, when I, I guess I watched, I watched, it was a, it was like a perfect storm of things. Like I had watched a documentary and I think it was forks over knives or one of them. Mm -hmm. And my girlfriend at the time was vegetarian. And I was just kind of sick of like, like, cause taking too much of this lactose lactate pill, you know, I'm not one, I'm wondering like what it's actually doing to my body. Like is the the lactate, like, I just didn't feel right. Like my joints hurt, like everything just wasn't operating
0: correctly. Right. It's cause you weren't, you were taking something that's just not natural.
1: Exactly. On, on top of having dairy, which, you know, isn't the best thing for you. Right. So, uh. I was like, let me just try this out for seven days. Let me just try a week and really stick, stick through with it. And uh, I liked the way I felt so much that, like I said, I just cut it out. And then I wouldn't let, I wouldn't let people call me vegan or people would call me vegan, but I wouldn't call myself vegan for a while. So
0: you, so you went for seven days, you went fully vegan. You didn't just cut out dairy, you cut out all meat, eggs as well. Just to yeah. give it a try.
1: Yeah, at first, I cut out the dairy for like, it was like a month that I cut out the dairy. And then I saw that, that movie and I was like, all right, let me cut out everything. And see if these claims are correct. And uh, sure enough, that's all it took was one week. Really, that's crazy. Yeah, I think what I think the people I think people's problem with not seeing the effects is like they try to transition too slowly. They're like, all right, you know, I'll 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 cut out the meat and the eggs, but you know, I'll keep the fish in and I'll still do dairy. Right. And you're not you're not going to get the full like wow like I'm waking up feeling more fresh, my skin is clearer. Like you don't get that full like pop. And uh, when people try it out slowly, I'm you know, I'm supportive of it, of course. Um, but in my mind, I know that the best way to do it is just all, doing it all the way.
0: Right. Just to give it a try. I actually, I was, I didn't do that when I transitioned myself to veganism. I went slowly, but it, it was bigger than just diet for me. It was the ethics behind it. And that's what I'll ultimately, once I continued my education and awareness around that and what was actually happening in the animal agriculture industry that's when i went fully vegan and that's exactly why i say fully vegan but then once i was fully vegan now i am experiencing these effects of just having tons of energy all the time not you know like literally sometimes going on a couple hours of sleep and going all day with very minimal caffeine and i just i just feel great so but I do definitely see what you're saying that for somebody really to experience the full effects, especially someone who is used to eating the standard American diet, if they just go fully vegan for a week, only seven days, just to give it a try, the way they're going to feel, I can only imagine is going to be profoundly different and profoundly better. And clearly, you're a clear indication that that's exactly what happens.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and there's two, I guess there's two, just a few reasons people go vegan, but it's for the animals or for the health or the two, I mean, there's also the environment and all that, but those exactly. are the two like determining factors. And um, the ones who go for the animals, they're never going back. You know, the ones yeah. that go, the ones that go for the health, they'll still dabble back and forth, you know? Right. So that's what I've noticed.
0: And that's exactly where I'm at. It's, it's no question in my mind, I will never meat or animal products again
1: yeah it's 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 become like oh my god like i I remember when i first went vegan and i bought like a vegan bacon it Mm -hmm. was like literally like like soaked flavored cardboard literally Uh, this is
0: what year this is i mean this is back when you first went vegan
1: yeah this is back in like 2000 and damn 13 ish
0: oh wow so So you you've been vegan for a long time now
1: yeah. So um wow. yes, yeah, I guess so. It's funny because like I used to meet people who were, who were vegan like for five, six years back then. And I was like, damn, that's a long time. Right. And now here I am, like my business is five years old, you know. So yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, now it's like like I had a I had a beyond meat burger in the air fryer. And I'm just like I I I've seen this happen. I've seen it go from like just absolute garbage to like, oh my God, this is the best burger I've ever had. Right. You know, and then they have the just egg. I had the just egg. Um, man, it's, it's, it's just like an egg. Like they nailed the name too. Right. And, uh, you know, even my own skills, you know, like my ability to make, I made mac and cheese last night, gluten-free mac and cheese. And, um, you know, I'm just like, damn, this is so good. You know, why would anyone not like, how can you not think this tastes good? You know, reg- it, like You know what I mean? Like some people, they think it's vegan, so it's not going to taste good, but the taste is there, so...
0: It's almost like you have to not tell them that it's vegan, because Mm -hmm. I definitely do see that. I've, I've literally experienced that with friends of having them try vegan food. But on the one hand, telling them it's vegan first, and then them being very turned off and not even wanting to give it a chance, and then not telling them that it's vegan them just going into it with an open mind because they really didn't know any better, trying it, being like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah, by the way, that's vegan. And I'm mm-hmm. just sitting there in complete shock. Like, that's I've definitely experienced that. And unfortunately, it, it, veganism, veganism gets the bad rap just because I feel that it's just a lack of knowledge. People don't understand what is available to them. Now, great tasting all of the alternatives are, but that comes with time. And, and it's just like, we're at the forefront of this mm. movement, this plant-based movement. And I love it.
1: Yeah. One thing I like with my menu items and like just making people food, I try to do things that like, they don't, there's no reason to miss meat. Like I'll do a falafel wrap, let's say. And like, there's no meat in it anyway, you know? So here you go. Right. We're like just grilled vegetables or, Or your
0: vegan pad thai, looking at the website. Yeah.
1: That was really good. Yeah, that pad thai was good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, unless you, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't like it. Like, I understand people want chicken or they want meat in their thing, but, like, it's not missing any flavor. You know, it just tastes really good. Only thing, to me, honestly, meat is just the texture. There's no flavor behind it. If you boil chicken or you boil steak, it tastes like mush. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's how you season it, you know? And, um, that goes with anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, if you eat a pepper, you bite into a pepper, it tastes like a pepper
0: and it would actually, yeah, know that is true. So then the pepper does have a lot of its own unique flavor.
1: Exactly. So if you bite, like, like I said, if you boil like a chicken or just whatever, you know, it's going to taste like nothing. You, know, right. you have to like season it and grill it or like whatever. You got to season it with plants. The irony.
0: Yeah, no, I know it's it is it's funny when you when you say that, but so kind of getting onto a timeline now, it seems like you went vegan 2013, you said, and then it was only or a little bit, before, yeah, 2012, 2013, and then it was only a couple of years later that you ultimately started try vegan, and what led you to try vegan was that you weren't happy with your current job situation, and you were starting to was. The, your passion for veganism really growing
1: it wasn't it wasn't so much that the passion was growing it was more that like i just saw it as an inevitable future like i saw right. it as like the best way to exist you know right and uh just i needed to get out ahead in front of it to help because i've seen i've seen these things happen i've seen like uh, my first cell phone you know like not my first one but uh just i was one of the first people with a smartphone that anyone really knew, you know, it was like a windows phone, like back a hundred years ago when it was just like pop (laughs) pilots and things like that. And, uh, back at the time, the phone was like 300 bucks and everyone's like, why are you spending $300 on the phone? And there's, they have to like, it was, it was around the time the razor came out. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. 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 I do. Yeah. Everyone's freaking out about the razor. Meanwhile, I have like a a phone that slides up with a full keyboard and runs, you know, windows. And, uh, it was so cool. I had. like sonic i had I had a Sega emulator and a Nintendo emulator on my phone on top of being able to run like uh excel and and Word and all that stuff and have you know have remedial emails and, and internet access, but still it's like and every everyone, 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 everyone made fun of me for it. Why do you need a phone like that? It's so big, I don't understand why you need a phone that does that. I'm like, "Listen, give it five years, everyone's going to have these. <laughs> yeah, and look at it, man, that's crazy. I'm t- I, I, yeah, thank you, and I, I, I just and look at where
0: it. we're at. I mean, I just bought the 11 Pro and yeah. it off monthly, but that was like $12. exactly
1: dollars and uh when when the first note came out, um I got it, and this is back when the iPhone was like the size of an iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I have this, something that's this big at the size of my head. This is the Note 10 now, around 10. I can't believe it. Right. But I, I was the only one. Like this is back when people would be online for the iPhones. So I I was so excited to get this this fucking precursor now. Yeah, go ahead. It's totally I was cool. I was so excited to get this this Note because it had a pen. It was big. Like it was like a dream come true to have this phone. So I go to the AT and T store, and I'm thinking there's gonna be like at least. Five ten people standing there you know because uh people do it for the iphones and iphones have the same technology that android had for a while so i'm like oh i need to get this note so i get to the apple store at t store before it opens and uh, i'm the first one there i'm like yes i'm getting this phone i was so excited i i actually asked my boss to leave to go to the store once it opened and uh someone comes up behind me to like wait in line for the store to open as well. I'm like, Oh, so are you getting the note too? He's like, what's the note? I'm just here to pay my bill. And I'm like, damn, like I'm the only nerd that's here waiting for this phone. (laughs) So, um, sure enough, I get that phone. Everyone makes fun of me. Why do you have a phone so big? I'm like, listen, your phone is tiny. Phones are going to get bigger. Sure enough. What happened? Phones get bigger again. So, uh, I I saw this happen with the the whole vegan thing. I'm like, Yep. I'm like, all right, I don't have to invent a cell phone to get ahead of this. I can literally just start, a, you know, my, I can start try vegan, you know, I can start a restaurant is what I was going to be.
0: Something that's really going to make a difference in other people's lives because it already had made a difference. veganism already made a difference in your life.
1: Great way to put it precisely. And, uh, you know, I saw this thing, so I wanted to get out ahead of it. And, um, cause I, I, mean I was looking at the market and there's no vegan brand you know there was absolutely especially back then there was nothing that said like shoes you have Nike you like phones you have Samsung and you know what I mean and like I saw this emerging market and I was like I need to on top of it being my passion you know I just it was a a wave that I wasn't gonna let myself miss right you know right uh, so I put myself in a position where I needed to quit my job and actually do this. Um, so I had the idea and then I I built out, I wrote out a business plan for a restaurant. And, uh, I mean, again, the idea was in 2014, the, uh, start of it was in 2015. And when I tell you everybody was telling me not to do it, I mean, everybody was telling me it was a bad idea. It was a bad business idea you use the word using the word vegan you're going to alienate your customer no one's going to come this that and the other thing right. and, um, <laughs> it's so funny i mean if, if and the thing is i was looking forward towards the future where the world was heading right they were they were looking at what has already existed and works right so i mean if it was up to everyone else i would have
0: assumption yeah shop right
1: i would still be a shop oh my god i don't know what i would be doing I wouldn't be here talking to you at this time. I'd probably be getting ready for work somewhere (laughs) or something. Um, So yeah, I mean, it was just something that I knew I needed to do and everyone was against me. Not, not like, I'm not saying it like that, but that is what it is. You know, on top of having to conquer my own self-doubt, wondering if I can do it. And lucky for me, um, I don't have a lot of (laughs) self-confidence, but if this makes sense, but especially back then, but I was confident in my ability to get things done. Um, Cause everything I had done, I mean, in order to run a supermarket six days a week, I mean, you're running, oh my God, like you have a whole produce department, then you have a whole grocery department. And then you have a whole, like, we have like a cafe. So like, that's a whole thing you have to run. You have to run, the you know, the, bake, the, the, da- the, meat, the meat area, you have to run the frozen, and then the front end, you know, the front end is a whole customer complaints, all the staffing up there. I mean, it's just tremendous. On top of, God forbid, like a uh, refrigerator goes out, and then we have to pull everything from there. Or a 9 a year old Chinese woman gets hit in the parking lot when she's riding one of those scooters by a Buick. And I have to go outside and deal with that. And uh, I mean, or there's a fire in the bakery. I mean, there's just so much that you have to do on top of things you have to figure out that I had the confidence to know that I would figure out how to make a successful business. Um, It would just take time.
0: It seems like you do have the confidence. It's just you've played too much into other people's opinions. You've just listened to too many other people's opinions and let them affect you. But you've also... Because if you, I I believe you really do have confidence. Deep down, you really do have that confidence. Maybe on the surface, it doesn't seem like, you know, maybe you, you think you don't have it, but you really do. Because if you didn't, you would have let all of those opinions take over. And honestly, this is something that I dealt with myself. Back in the day, when I was younger, I went through a chubby phase, uh, like middle school, you know, got fat. And I was also short to begin with. I mean, when I, I didn't hit, really hit a growth spurt until close to junior year, it was like end of sophomore year of high school. So five, one, I was five, one as a freshman in high school. And so on top of that, I was getting the the short jokes, the fat jokes that really took a toll on my confidence. And I used, I used to always think of other people's opinions. And I used to always highly value what everyone else thought of me. And I would do or say things that I thought people would want me to do or say just because it was going to make them happy versus not really thinking of my happiness. And then once I eventually outgrew that and I really started focusing on myself and what's going to make me happy and just knowing that I'm a great person overall, I do right by others. I always have good intentions. Once I really started focusing on that, that's when my confidence really came out. And it seems like you have it too. You just maybe not Maybe you're not showing it yet, but honestly, I really think you do have it because if you didn't, and I always knew I had, I feel like we connect on that level because I feel like I always had that same confidence myself. I just knew I could get the job done. I just valued other people's opinions way too much. And then once I stopped, that's when everything, it felt like the world opened up. But.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I really had a belief in myself to do it. Exactly. You know, I, I had this belief in my, whether, I mean, confidence, I guess it's kind of a different word, but as far as belief goes, I believed I could do it. You know, right. like I, I knew, regardless of what everyone else thought, this was what was going to happen in the future. You know, this vegan thing, this plant-based thing, like after I did it and the results I felt, it was just like, I mean, they had no idea. You know, how could they have any idea if they've never experienced it themselves? Um, so yeah. So then I uh I guess I, I quit my job. You know, I I really I actually put myself in a position where I had to quit my job. I so my so part of this part of this retail prison that I was in, because I've been stuck in retail prison multiple times in my life. And each time the the key for me getting out was quitting cigarettes. I shit you not. That's how it worked. Um it was like a test from the universe, you know, every time I quit cigarettes. It was like the universe gave me a way out. Really? Wow. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I believe that. I mean, I, I, I'm a firm believer of you're controlling your circumstances, whether or not you realize it. And 100%. You, 100%. Cut out, you cut out the things that you know you're not supposed to be doing, and the universe will give you a way to do whatever it is you need to do. You know, What just, should be in your life. Exactly. It'll clear out a path for you to do what you need to do, but you're the one holding yourself back.
0: Agreed. I I couldn't agree with you more. I always say that what you put out is what you get in return. Mm -hmm. The energy you put to the universe will come back to you full circle.
1: Yeah. So, uh, exactly. So I quit my, I, uh, as part of this retail prison, they wanted me to figure out what two weeks I was going to have off the next year, which was 2015. And, uh, I have no idea what two weeks I'm going to take off. You know, I was living with my family and like, I don't know if they want to go on a family vacation and that's one week, but they haven't planned it yet. So I don't want to force them to plan it because I have to take my two weeks off. Um, and when do you take two weeks off if you're working six days a week? Like what? It, it, It was just an equation I couldn't figure out. So what I did is I took the two weeks off in April so that I would force myself to get out of the job because I knew I couldn't, do the rest of the year. You know, I don't know how I'd get out of the job, but I mean, if it wasn't for the I mean, the business, is going to, how I was going to get out. Right. So, um, yeah, that first week I pretty much finished up the business plan for a restaurant. And then I went back to work for one more week and I realized no one's going to give me a quarter of a million dollars to open up a restaurant that's vegan. And I don't even, I wouldn't even know where to put it because at the time, I mean, where are the vegans? That's the question. And they right. just they aren't. I'm the vegan. They were all out west. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, no one. I didn't know any vegans, and you know, it, it just wasn't a thing yet. Right. So, um, that was going to be a hard sell. So I realized I was 26, living at home. I had money saved up. Let me start a food truck. So, uh, talked to one of my neighbors. Na- it was the last day of this. So I, I, worked that week. That week, the next week I had it off for the for vacation. I put together a whole nother business plan for a food truck. And the last day of that vacation, I asked my neighbor if he knew anyone who had any trucks available. And he had just gotten a new van for his heating and oil company. He had two shuttle buses he was looking to get rid of anyway. You know, he had got his, gotten his value out of them. So he's like, listen, you pay my guy to clean them out and do yours. And I was like, yep. So and I asked the universe for a deal for one truck. I ended up getting, I ended up getting two trucks, you know, for under a thousand bucks. So I'm like, this doesn't happen. You know, so I, I need to quit my job. It was just like a no brainer. You know, I just had to do it. So I went in and quit my job and I spent that winter figuring out how to, how to, what I needed to build a food truck, um, and how to start a business, how to build a website, how to do everything I needed to do to get to where I was going. So, um, you know, it was a long, I took out my savings, um, put together a website, figured out what a truck needed, definitely spent money where I didn't need to spend money, um, just like buying things for the truck that I didn't actually need. And September 19th, 2015, I had my first event, which was the Trenton uh, food truck festival uh, in Trenton, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did like 600 bucks and um, I was like, wow, you know, I did it. This worked." That's Uh, pretty cool. Yeah. So um, there's there's this winery called the Rita winery by me. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you're from New Jersey, you know, about Larita winery and they do food trucks. So as soon as you say the word food truck to anyone, they say, Oh, you need to get into Larita winery. So back in June, I emailed them saying, Hey, you know, I'd love to be part of your festivals. I'm starting a vegan food truck. Yada, yada, yada. What's the application process? We're full, you know, sorry, whatever. Fast forward to from September, you go into October, they're reaching out to me saying, Hey, We've got a lot of requests for, not a lot of, we've got a lot of requests for a vegan food truck. We'd love to have you. All right. Awesome. So within, you know, a month of having the business, um, I get into one of the, I don't know if you want to call it prestigious or like whatever, but one of the more well-known food truck events in the state. Really. And, you know, I mean, there are trucks that have been around three, four years that haven't gotten into this thing. So I'm just like, wow! Like this is amazing, you know. And I and I knew that's one of the reasons I did it because I knew I was the only one in the niche, you know. I was the only right. I was setting yourself apart. Exactly. So I I did it on purpose. You know, I'm thankful for the blessing, of course. um, But I put myself there, essentially. So uh, I did two of those that year. And then the winter came around and that was tough because like my parents are like, you know, what are you doing? You just started this food truck. You know, wait, get out there. So I was, you know, I was going to Jersey city and Hoboken. And again, at the time, the vegan thing wasn't really popping off. So I would go in the oh, dead of winter freezing my ass off with like one other person and do like, Oh, like $53 in sales like for, for four hours standing there. So that's like six customers, if that. So I'm just like, damn, this sucks. So um, I needed some kind of supplemental income. So I always wanted to do real estate. So actually, if I had gotten my real estate license in between Walmart and ShopRite, because I tried, but I failed, because I failed the test twice. And then I smoked a cigarette, and I failed the test a third time. And then I started smoking cigarettes again, and I wound up back in retail. Right. So again, that's how I kind of put myself there. So, um, I went and did the real estate thing, took the class, took a test, passed it the first try and then come around to the, to January, February, March, I was doing, I was doing the food truck here and there. Like if someone had an event, um, but again, they were so unsuccessful because it was freezing, it was snowy, it was just wet and I was also trying to get into real estate. So I got, when I got into, so it was, it was really interesting because I went from no one hiring me for anything to getting into real estate where I'm this young entrepreneur who like is self-starter this and the other thing. I'm the bell of the ball. I can work wherever I want. Who do I want to be working with? So i rather than, you know, going to, let's say century 21 and taking the first position, I interviewed with everyone in every spot. And the, the, my fit, the best spot I found, it was gorgeous. It was in downtown Princeton, like, like, I don't know, maybe 500 yards from the entrance of the university, Princeton university. And it was just this beautiful place. And, you know, they, Princeton, it's a high, a lot of expensive houses there.
0: Yeah, so think, it's very prestigious.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, let me, let me do that. Let me get into real estate in Princeton. So I did that. And
0: um, and this is before ShopRite or after?
1: This is, this is after I started the, the truck. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, that,
0: yeah, right, okay. Yeah, this, is that first,
1: yeah, this is that first winter when I'm trying to figure out what I need to do. So I'm, I'm kind of yeah. food trucking, I'm kind of real estating. And these are two things that require your full attention. Right. And, uh, people would tell me that and I'm like, no, I can handle it. I can handle it. Um, and when I was in the class, the real estate class, where I become a real estate agent, I don't know how it came up, but like governor's ball, like made, but it came on my Facebook feed as I'm scrolling through Facebook or something. I just thought to myself, I'm like, damn, like let me apply to governor's ball. Like, let me just, I, I know there's no way that I'm going to get in, but let me apply to governor's ball. So, um, I applied and I, it was like around March, April, I find out I get in. Really? Yeah. And you I'm like, been through the roof, i I was shitting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I was crazy. Yeah. I was, I was like, I mean, I was ecstatic. I was—I felt all the feelings you could feel at once. Like at first, like the, my first feeling was, like, "Oh my God, are you kidding me?" I really just got into Governor's Ball. I had to read it like three or four times, and then I thought to myself, "How do I do something like this?" Like, how do I? I had only been food trucking for like two, three months, and then the winter came, and I was focusing on real estate. So I hit this. It was like a major crossroads. So. Um, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I knew I had to, I knew if I wanted my food truck business to, see, to work, I had to do this. It was, right. the, it was the next step. I couldn't
0: percent. Yeah. You, you had to put yourself out there.
1: I couldn't because if I missed it, I'd, I, I knew I'd be back at, at a job because this wouldn't work because the things I was doing weren't, weren't as successful as something like this. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get into another one because they'd find someone else to take that need. So um so I, I was at we we're at a I in my own head was scared. It was like seeing the biggest wave of your life coming at you and like you just learned how to surf, you know. So you're just like, I don't know what to do here. So I was at a surprise party for one of my friends and I was talking to them about this and they were all telling me, "I need to go real estate. I need to go real estate. I need to go real estate." You know, I'm a per- people person. It's a proven thing. You know, don't worry about the food truck. Don't do that. And I was asking them, like, like, does anyone want to help me with Governor's Ball? Like, and they're like, "I'm not going. I'm not working for you." Like, are you kidding me? Meanwhile, I knew it was going to be fun. Like, this isn't working for you. This is going to Governor's Ball and having a great time and exactly falafel and you know, just having great experience. So, um, I, I knew, so I, I didn't listen to their advice. Um, I believed in myself and I went through with governor's ball and I mean, leading up to that, like I said, it's undescribable feeling. It's like seeing the biggest wave of your life and not cause I didn't know what I was doing. I don't have any restaurant experience or food handling experience or anything really management experience. And, you know, I, not to toot my own horn, but I'm, I'm, I was really good at it. Um, you know, cause I'm not, I, I, I mean, I mean, I saw what worked and what didn't as far as like management styles and talking to people and I am who I am. I'm just a nice person mm-hmm. and um, I'm a hard worker and people saw that. So they respected it. You know, like I would never, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget one time at Walmart no one, was, no one was in uh, for maintenance, right? And went to the bathroom, someone shit all over the walls. So, what? yeah, yep. It was just like a nice splatter all over the wall and half the back of the toilet. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> the stuff you have to deal with.
1: Yeah. And I mean, most people, especially in management, would think, I don't know what they would think, but I, I'm, not, I'm not above anything. You know, like I, I, if something needs to get done, I'll do it so uh i go out of the of the i go out of the bathroom and i see my used to have like a four to one lead like an unloading lead Mm -hmm. so i see him and i'm like hey steve he's like what i'm like is anyone here in maintenance he's like no i'm like all right i have this excellent team building exercise for the two of us uh it's in the bathroom let's go check it out (laughs) (laughs) so i walk him in the bathroom i show him what's going on i'm like we need to clean this. <laughs> He's like, are you kidding me? Uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm like, let's go in the back. Let's get some gloves. Let's get whatever we need to get. And let's clean this up. <laughs> so uh, I turned that, that giant disgusting mess into a winning team building exercise. And now we have this story and experience and this bonding, you know, Yeah,
0: that's hilarious. So uh, it's all about how you look at things when literally, like literally when shit is thrown at you, it's how, instead of looking at it negatively, how can you spin it positively and how can you learn and how can you grow from it? That's what it's really about.
1: Story of my life. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah. So again, I, I was confident my ability to direct the team, to serve people. So uh I get there, I get all the way to governor's ball, and I'm I'm so fresh, I'm so green. Like I, I really don't know what I'm doing. And uh so we're taking orders, we're handing them out. I'm not even taking names at that point, you know. So like it's just like there's like there's like 19 drunk, like, you know, aside from the line we have, we have like a, a like a whole group of people just waiting for their food. And we're calling out falafel, veggie burger. Like hoping that these drunk teenagers are keeping track of like of the what mess. they ordered. <laughs> right. So that was a mess. We got through that day and uh, we're cleaning up the truck that night. <laughs> and my friend Dave he goes, You know, we should uh maybe we should think about taking names tomorrow. I'm like, oh my god, that's brilliant. He's like, hey, Yeah, you know, like, like Starbucks does, they write the name on the cup and then hand it out. I'm like, Yes, we need to do that. So that's just like where I'm at in life. Like I got all the way, like as far as people getting into Lareda winery, you know, that's tough, but to get into governor's ball, that's like, that's in New York city. And that's like, I mean, there's like 60,000 people that come there for three days, you know, each day for three days. Right. And there's like, I think it's like 34 vendors. So you figure everyone from the surrounding area is applying to something like that. So I'm at the super bowl. And I don't even know how to that I'm supposed to take names yet. Right? <laughs>
0: that's that's crazy though. I mean, but I, I just love it. I just love the whole process of all of the trials and tribulations and just learning as you go. And you, that's literally what you have to do. I myself have always been more of a perfectionist. I want to make sure that everything, is done right and it's done well but one thing that i've had to learn is done is better than perfect because if i was had been waiting for everything to be perfect to speaking on my own self i wouldn't have a business it would never have gotten started because the amount of updates and adjustments i've made to so many different aspects of my business my website my coaching program my business plan in general with where we're looking to take the business now, I none of that would have happened unless I put myself out there and just learned as I went. And that's so, it's so, I love hearing your story, dude. I really, really love hearing your story. Just how you just took that leap leap and you bet on yourself because that's what it's about at the end of the day. Like it's about pursuing something that you've loved really trying to make a difference in this world because the money, money comes and goes, but your time only goes. And if you waste your time doing something that you're not enjoying doing, you're not going to look forward to doing it every day. You're going to get lazy with it. And it's just going to lead to an overwhelming amount of unhappiness.
1: Yeah. I mean, your, your issue is an issue I've found with a, I mean, that's me, me less than most people, but most people, it's like, like you said, everything needs to be exactly like, let me figure this out and figure this out. And with me, I was more confident in the ability to like, it's kind of like, I know I'm playing baseball. So let me bring a glove, a bat and a ball and figure out how to play from there. Whereas, right. you know, I mean, it, it some people it's just like, all right, I need to figure out who's going to be on first in the first inning. Who's going to be there. You know, it's, it's like, just get out there. And figure, you're going to either way, either way, you're going to hit bumps in the road or things you didn't expect. Exactly. So, I mean, my advice is always to just do it. Like Exactly. Just, just do it. You know, you prepare as much as you can, but once you get to a certain point, you're just overthinking.
0: Exactly. And I agree with you. And and I've always been of that same mindset too. You just have to put yourself out there and uh, while being a perfectionist at the same time. So I've had to let that take precedence over the perfectionism. And since I've been doing that, everything, the perfectionism, well, the the quality product that gets put out actually is better than if I had tried to perfect it without ever putting it out there because if it's never put out there, I can't learn if it if it's good or if it's not. And so, or how things work, and so that, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. That's a great way to think about it.
1: yeah, I had I met this. I'll leave it super vague because I feel so bad, but um so I met this person who developed this product. It was a food product, and uh, this person went to grad school to get her MBA to produce this product, right? To start her own business and, and produce this product. And when I, when I tasted the product, like it tasted horrible. Like it was something that I make on a regular basis that tastes better than this product that she went to school for and got her MBA for. And I'm thinking, damn, like this person is out two years of their life you know, $60,000 in education and then the product that isn't good. And I just, I'm like, damn, like, that's like a losing proposition. You know, you didn't have to, especially when you're going, when you're going into business for yourself, you don't need to get an MBA. You don't know. Oh, you, don't. you don't need to do any of these things. You just, and
0: I, it's funny. I used to think that I, that's the path that I wanted to take. And that's what I would need to do. Yeah, but, and then I realized no. I, I mean, the amount that I've learned in the last three, over three and a half years that I've been, almost three and a half years that I've been out of school, I've learned so, so many life lessons that I'm applying to my business every day that I didn't learn while I was in school. Granted, I did learn a decent amount that I'm still applying to my business, uh, you know, from my bachelor's degree, my undergrad degree, but even then, I think about what I'm doing now. I could have. Learned that stuff without the degree. Yeah. If I had just went in on all in on myself from the beginning and being an entrepreneur, it's it's tough, but you just have to. You can you can definitely. It's just about learning as you go.
1: Yeah, my brother went to school for accounting, right? And he's he's studying for his CPA exam, and um, like he's showing like he's showing me like his note cards that he has to remember. He has to remember that this word means this concept, and I'm like. I understand the concept. Like I've been living the concept. Why do I have to know the word to pass a test? Like it's irrelevant, you know? So school, I mean, to me, school is, uh, it's not about intellect. It's about memorization, right? You know, it's like, it's not really about applying yourself. It's about remembering the stuff for the test and real life is completely different from that.
0: Oh, it's totally, it's totally different. I had so many nights of just, let me cram as much information as I can into my head the night before the test. And then forget it. Go yeah. into the, go into the test, get it all out, get a 100, you know, maybe not a hundred, but get, get an A. I, I was a good student. And then if you had asked me a week later, what was the stuff that what was on the test? You know, I, I mean, I could, I could answer a lot, but the amount that I was able to answer on the test, not, not, not a chance, but I, you know, and so it's, uh, It's just about, it is like, I figured, I figured, I felt the same way. School is like a system and it's just about kind of learning. It's learning how to learn. That's, I guess that's what was the benefit of school is it helped you learn how to learn and what worked best for you. Um, Let's talk a little bit more. So now you're at the, you're at the food truck, you get into coverage ball. That's awesome. Now let's fast forward to kind of what led you to the meal prep.
1: So every winter I started something new the next winter after the real estate, I bought all the things I needed for screen printing and started a screen printing company for the clothing. The year after that, I, you know, I I, spring came around a food truck that year. I went to like Orlando for EDC Orlando. I did like imagine festival down in Georgia.
0: You did EDC Orlando.
1: Yeah. I drove all the way down to Orlando. It It was crazy. It was awesome though it was crazy because trucks won't go from New York to Philly, you know, and I went from New Jersey, to Florida. Right. So, uh, I mean, that's just who I am though. You know, if I want to do something, I'll do it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was crazy and fun and all that. Uh, so then that next year I went and said, I had a friend who asked me to make meals for him and his friends. And that's kind of how the meal prep was born. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know what the word would be for it. I called it meal delivery. So um, yeah, trying being meal prep started. And that's been oh, such a bumpy, slow start. I'm still starting. That, that happened in 2018, like the winter going to 2019. I know, the year before that. Maybe it was 2017 and 2018. Mm-hmm. I started that and then tried food trucking and doing the clothing and doing the meal prep. And, uh, just dropping some balls and stumbling here and there. And, um, I mean, you know, I was, I was trying to do, do a lot and nothing was really working and I mean, it really boils down to a lack of finances. You know, that's been, that's been my, my, um, real struggle this whole time is just doing these things without any advertising, without any, anything. It's just right me sending out emails trying to get you know the food truck going me you know posting on my own social media you know to get people to buy my meal prep um it's tough it's tough starting something like that out especially when like you know like there are other people who are super aggressive and like they'll ask their friends until they say yes to buy their stuff and like i'm not that guy you know i'm not that guy and uh i've seen other people like th- there's one really main uh meal prep service out in New Jersey and you've probably seen it in New York and and Philadelphia. I won't use a name, but you know, he got his, he got his start by like really selling it to his friends to, you know, Mm -hmm. get them to, and I just don't feel comfortable doing that. So, um, for me, it's just, I'm really, I'm still in the hole. I'm still stuck in that hole. Cause, uh, maybe
0: that's uh, that's a good learning experience though. Something you should just, Kind of have to overcome to 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 get out there and and not worry about being salesy because instead switch the mindset to I know the difference I will be able to make in your life with my service and just switching that and switching that mindset.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's that's true. Just because I'm still I'm still getting started. I'm still trying to figure out how to make it profitable. Um. But what I will say is, I started it. I mean, I'm still struggling, but I started back when I started. And then a few months into it, maybe about a year into it, another company came by. They had all the capital in the world and they had an investor. And like a month ago, the investor pulled the plug.
2: Really? So
1: I, yeah. So that they completely, they're out of business now. So, um, I mean, that's that's a win you know i'm still doing it I'm, I'm still in business and they're not right um and they had all the capital in the world so i mean so
0: really I, maybe it doesn't just come down to exactly like capital cap, the capital does help yes but it's that perseverance
1: it's the perseverance it's the business model it's the whole it's, it's exactly it's a whole slew of things um yeah so i mean tryveganmealprep.com Giving myself a nice plug. Uh, I've been updating the website a lot. It looks a lot better than it ever used to. Um, I'm learning, you know, I'm doing Facebook ads that are becoming more successful. Um, I'm really doing as much as I can to grow the business. Definitely.
0: So, and for all of you guys who are listening <laughs> and watching on YouTube, Vince and I have decided to partner up with, uh, you know, Try Vegan Meal Prep. And plant strength performance, and we are going to be hosting a plant strength challenge. So as of right now, we're going to be doing a seven-day plant strength challenge. You will have access to tons of material, a seven-day meal plan, recipe book and grocery list for a do-it-yourself version. You will also get that meal plan. however, if you would like to have all you would, if you would like to have six meals and six breakfasts cooked for you then we can then you can sign up and have Vince cook them for you Food is delicious. It's amazing. On top of that, you're going to get a flexible dieting tip sheet. You're going to get a plant based eating PDF. You'll also have access to my web platform and app so you can download a seven day workout plan with a video like exercise library of close to 450 exercises and variations and explanation videos on how to do all of the workouts, everything that you need to try vegan. For seven days and to experience the experience the amazing benefits of a plant-based diet. Perfect
1: segue. We did
0: it. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys want to check it out, try veganmealprep.com slash plant strength challenge. Uh, currently, right now, we're looking to host these challenges at beginning of every month we'll see still working out the logistics um, as but um, you know as, as we go along again that's that's kind of what it's like about being an entrepreneur it's just trial and error as you go so if you're really interested in giving veganism a try a giving a vegan diet a try or just trying out try vegan meal prep so you can see what the meals are like and how great they taste which I promise you they taste amazing. <laughs> try vegan meal prep, seven-day challenge, plant strength challenge, give us a try. Um, but I, I think this is actually a good segue into the our, our creative segment, growth spurts and growing pain. So at the end of every show, we like to ask our guests what a is a recent growth spurt that they've had, which is a recent accomplishment that you're proud of, health work or life related. And then also a growing pain, something that you're still trying to get better with that can also be health work or life related.
1: Damn, good question. Um so growth spurt. I think I've plateaued, I have plateaued for the past year or so, which is really a struggle for me because i You see how my growth goes. My growth goes like I shoot up like a rocket and then I plateau. You know, for example, if you would ask me in 2015, yeah, 15, I would have said governor's ball. Right. Right. That was was 2016. I would have said governor's ball. That's a huge growth spur. Because from there I got into all these festivals. Um right now I feel like I'm a seed that is poking its head out of the ground and looking at the sun, you know, I, I, I think I'm about to hit a really big growth spurt. Um, it's just a matter of nurturing that seed a little bit. Uh, cause right now I'm in the process of this, this, uh, plant strike performance challenge, you know, that, that's going to be big. Um, yeah. also putting a Groupon together. Uh, so, I mean, Groupon, that's going to help out a lot to get traffic on the website. Uh, it's going to be a great deal. People are going to get my meals instead of for $100 a piece. They're going to get them for $75 a piece. Plus it's, it's having that reach of Groupon, you know, because I found that most of my, most of my business is residual, is not residual, but returning customers. Right. So I just have to get them into my ecosystem. So I feel like that's going to be a, a, a good growth spurt. Um, and then I got into a yoga studio which I feel is also going to be big because uh the yoga studio, she she's a re- it's it's yoga stream. The woman's name is Lara Hyman, and she's brilliant. Um, she's a personal, she's a physical therapist. So instead of teaching like eight hours of anatomy, like most uh yoga instructors do, mm-hmm. or trainers, she teaches like most of it is anatomy based, which makes sense because you're getting into poses. You're holding them. You have to know the anatomy. You
0: know, right?
1: So uh, partnering up with her is going to be big. And then I'm also working on getting vending machines uh, with my meals in them. So yeah, I mean, a combination of those things. I just need to get to. I just need to get there. You know, I need to get to the point where those things start happening.
0: So it seems like that's more of the growing pain, something that you're still trying to get better with, but it almost seems like the growth spurt is what you're proud of would be then, your just perseverance. And just how you continue to push forward day by day no matter what you know, what struggles come your way, you still are putting yourself out there and you're still pursuing what you love.
1: In the within, thank you for saying that because in the struggle I don't see that. But right, you're right. I mean, there's if if nothing else, I'm persevering. You know, I'm persevering to get to that point because um, it, it's it's a struggle. It's tough. Uh,
0: so, and I respect how real you are with it too. You're not just trying to show the foo foo side of the business. You're really showing what it's actually like trying to run a business and. I have dealt with all of these same struggles, not exactly the same, but in my own way with getting the business off the ground, it's not all daisies and roses. There's a lot of dark times and just a lot of self-doubt that comes into your head. Is this going to work? Is this not? But it's just commitment and consistency, the difference between those who see results and those who say the same—that is what I always say—and it's that perseverance of just keep pushing forward and believing in yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm getting better. You know, getting better every day because uh, you know there was a time when I would just like not care about money, just like eat, you know, just go to a supermarket, spend thirty dollars on gluten-free vegan cookies and pizza, and eat that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the struggle has showed me that those pennies matter, not pennies. It's $30 a day. But to me, it's just, Oh, it's $30 a day. I do X thousands of dollars at governor's ball, let's say. Right. But, but when it comes to like now, like, damn, I wish I had 30 bucks. (laughs) Like, right. It gets, it gets really, really tough. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's, but dude, I, I just, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think the amount of, information that you provided to everybody with, I guess really through just telling your story and (laughs) hearing all of the ups and downs that you've gone through. And for, for those of of you guys who are listening who are either entrepreneurs yourself or aspiring to be entrepreneurs, you have an idea, just remember persevere, 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 keep pushing forward because like really think about, What's the alternative? That's what I like to say. What What if? What's the alternative? I mean, you could literally walk outside and get hit by a bus. Your life is over and that's it, right? So when, you, when it's all said and done, are you going to look back on your life and think, man, I'm glad I stayed comfortable and I stayed at that job that I hated and didn't look forward to going to every day of my life and I grew so unhappy and that led to so much resentment building up inside me that... I just put out a lot of negativity into the universe, and my life just didn't go how I wanted at all. Or even if things didn't work out, at least you could say, at least I gave it my best. Right. And so when you look back on your life, there are no regrets because I have been at that point already. I've experienced that firsthand with my dad passing. Not that he lived a life of regret because he pursued everything that he wanted. But one of the things he said to me was, Bob, you know, I wish before he passed, he passed away years ago, he said, I wish I'd gone on more family vacations with you guys. Damn. You had, you had gone. And, and just that was two days before he passed away. And seeing that deep regret in his eyes and really feeling that it's stuck with me ever since. And that's just exactly what I think about. I think about that all the time and he went all in on himself uh, and left his six figure government job to start his own consulting company two years before he ended up passing, knowing that he only had two years left in his death prognosis because he died of cancer. And he went all in on himself, literally with his life on the line and the life of our family, myself, my brother and my mom on the line. And he did that. And the way I see it is when I got out of school, why not do the same? I started my, you know, my first company at 22 years old. And now here I am with Plan Strength Performance and Vince, I went through that same experience as you at the start of 2019. I was still coaching clients out of this corporate gym, Anytime Fitness, and I was growing increasingly unhappy being there. And I had a this, this moment in my mind where a week before the new year, I said, would I be happy if I were still here one year from now? And the answer was no. And I immediately texted all my clients and let them know that I was not going to be coaching there anymore. And I went all in. And, uh, and then two months, you know, uh, just about a month later, I started Founded Plan Strength Performance and here I am now. And, and of course, I've had a lot of trials and errors along the way, but my happiness has just increased tenfold. And who am I to, like, look what my, and that's what I think, look what my dad did. Who am I to not bet, all on myself. And you know, it's just like, dude, the same thing with you. I have so, so much respect for you and for everything that you have done. And again, thank you very much for telling your story on the show today, because I feel like there are so many people out there who are going to resonate with you and who are really going to take away your message because it was super powerful of fuck it, bet on yourself, (laughs) go all in because you literally have nothing to lose. There's like. All you have to lose is your time and why waste it doing something that you do not love.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry to, to hear about your dad, you know, and I mean, I'm going through the same thing right now. Um, and it's, it's exactly that it's, it's, you know, I wonder like what his regrets were cause we didn't go on a lot of, we went on local family vacations but we didn't do like those big things. Um, and like, like you, I was like, I was thinking about, what you just said about your dad going out and doing it last, last night. I was like, there's nothing my dad couldn't do and I'm his son. So I should have that same confidence in myself. Now, like whether or not he knew he was going to be able to do it when he first started, he did it. He was the kind of man that could do things. I'm that man too. Exactly. You know,
0: Exactly and it takes time to build up that confidence but man look at everything you're doing it's just again i have i have so much respect for you and this is exactly why when we got on our first interview call to talk about having you on uh, having you on the show i knew right then and there and we pretty much did i mean guys we, we got on the call at the end of the call we were already putting together ideas for how we can get this plant strength challenge launched the seven day try vegan plant strength challenge and um and now it's and now it's here for you guys so again if you guys want to give veganism a try a plant-based diet a try for only seven days on top of getting all the other amazing materials that you will get with the challenge try slash plant strength challenge give us a try and experience the amazing benefits of plant-based, leave, plant-based living. All right, guys. So, so Vince, is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up the show?
1: Oh, just uh, plugs, I guess. Tryvegan.tv is my website. You can find me on YouTube as well, TryVegan. Um, I do like a, a behind-the-scenes look at what it's like to own a vegan food truck in 2019 slash 2020. It's Actually, really exciting and fun. I do music festivals like Governor's Ball, See Here Now. It's entertaining. I, I enjoy editing the video, but I only have like 100 subscribers. So, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Just
0: go check them out. Try vegan. Try vegan TV on YouTube. Yep.
1: Yep. And then uh, I got Catching Up with Vince, the podcast, mm-hmm. and Try Vegan Meal com. So, check me out there.
0: Awesome! You guys heard it first, all right? So we are we are on 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 the next level right now. Try vegan veganism. That's, that's where the world is going. All right, guys. One more time before we end the show, the Try Vegan Plant Strength Performance Seven Day Challenge URL has changed. So it is now Try Vegan Meal slash products slash. Plant Strength Challenge. So make sure if you guys are looking to give this challenge a go, then go to tryveganmealdelivery.com slash products slash Plant Strength Challenge. All right, guys. So I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you in the next.
2: Plant Strength Radio is hosted by Bobby Lynch, produced and edited by Kiwan Harrison. Special thanks to our guest, Vince Galino. If you would like to hear more podcasts like this, please like. Share and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be streamed. To learn more about Plant Strength, the company behind this podcast, please visit www.plantstrengthperformance.com or follow us on social media at Plant Strength Performance. Plant Strength. Sustainability for mind, body, soul, and the environment. Thank you for listening.